Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. I uh, have some, had some uh, as most of you know, I'm a kind of a one-man Dan here. That means uh, I, I have a producer, kind of, but he's not here often. Um, Scott, the producer, one of these days you're going to meet him because he's going to be in here full-time during shows. That day is not yet here. Uh, had some technical malfunctions. Uh, some of my backlighting, I, I just came into the studio and the lights were, they were out. They're, they're not working. So uh, hopefully uh, you can see okay. It's not too bad back there. The monitor looks pretty good or at least uh, acceptable. A little better than a cell phone video. Not quite as great as a high-def camera, but um, looks like some of the lighting out there. So if you see a little darkness over uh, over on this side back there, well, that's because it's dark. There is no backlighting. And uh, backlighting, I found, is important for a lot of different studio effects. And when you look at it, that's true. Uh, let's get the beer can out of the picture because we're not drinking beer right now. <clears throat> we're drinking coffee. Okay. Cheers. All right, that may or may not have been coffee in that cup, and I'm not going to tell you which it was. So let's, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that the gift that keeps on giving here lately is the debt ceiling. And because they, <laughs> the Biden administration, they do what they always do. They create a massive crisis, and then they try to come in at the last moment and say that they saved the day while blaming on everybody else. Gas prices, example, the gas prices were extraordinarily high. And then they, they released the strategic oil reserve, depleting them by massive amounts, uh, sacrificing the security of our country. And they said, oh, look, gas prices dropped by 40%, but they're still 100% higher than when they started. Uh, the border is the same thing. Oh, border crossings have stopped by, it was 10,000 a day, now it's only 5,000 a day. Yes, but it's still 4,000 more than when you started. Inflation, same thing. Oh, we've reduced inflation. Yeah, it's still 6%, well, 5, 5.8, it's still extraordinarily high. So they create the crisis, and then they come in and reduce it and say that they fixed it and that they're the reason why. And then they, in the process, what they've done is they've created a new norm. And now they're doing the same thing with the debt ceiling. They're trying to blame it all on the Republicans, when from the very beginning, they're the ones who said they would not negotiate. We're going to talk about... Um, you know, Biden's vacations. We had a U-Haul run into uh, the ballers there in Lafayette Square at the White House. And of course, they had to make sure to throw out a, a Nazi flag and, you know, imply that it was white supremacy, even though the dude's name was um, Saif Farshith Kardula. Okay. U-Haul truck crashes into the White House. And then we've got a couple of weird odds and ends that we're going to tap into today. And I'm not talking about Kamala Harris, even though she is a weird odds and end, and she's used to being tapped while in political office. But that's a whole nother topic altogether. There's no Kamala on today's show. Just, just so you know, I'm giving you, letting you know, I'm going to spare you any Kamala today. We're not going to hear any Kamala-isms or, you know, that sc yellow school buses are, yellow school buses are great and men are on the moon. And, you know, we cannot be burdened from the past by what has been, by what is going to happen. And da, 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 da. God, somebody stick something in her mouth. All right. On that note, your favorite press secretary of mine, Karine Jean-Pierre. What do you say to Americans who see that we are nine days out and they are genuinely you know, concerned and worried about how this will impact them? 
how worried should Americans be right now? Look, uh, this is something that the president has been saying for months, for five months now, how it is important for Congress to act, how it is important uh, for, for them to do their constitutional duty, is to deal with the debt limit. We've been very clear because we've laid out, I just laid out at the top, what this could trigger if we don't indeed uh, meet that X date that the Treasury Department has laid out uh, for not just for us, for all Americans. By the way, that X date is completely uh, arbitrary. It can be moved out. We still have we still have income coming in. We still have money coming in. It's not like we're going to just stop paying bills on June first. This is you can move numbers around. There's bookkeeping things you can do. And Janet Yellen is just you know she's like Chicken Little. The sky is falling. Except she's says it in a much more yeah you know, at least we're not inflation is transitory. <sighs> Whatever. Look, the Republicans did do something. They passed their, in fact, they're the only ones to have done something. They passed a bill that did increase the debt limit on April 26th. Chuck Schumer in the Senate refuses to take it up and President Biden refuses to acknowledge that they even did anything. But the fact is, the House of Representatives led by McCarthy and the Republican Party passed a bill on April 26th that increased the debt limit to exactly what they wanted. The only problem is they don't want to cut spending in the process. They want to keep spending like drunken sailors. And uh, th that just don't work. They say, oh, we've been, Biden's been saying for five months, man, they just lie, 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 lie. Karine Jean-Pierre, and she's not even fucking good at it. Excuse me. Oh, shouldn't have said that, man. Probably gonna get bumped on Facebook, but whatever. It's gonna be up on Rumble. Speaking of which, Make sure to follow me on rumble.com slash the nun report because that's where you can support the videos and you can support the cause and you can support the America First agenda to help the, the, the generic algorithms get it out to more people. I get more people following the channel on Rumble, more people on social media. So social me all the social media is at the nun report. Rumble is rumble.com slash the nun report. Please give a follow. You're watching it right there, the little right below the screen right there. You see that follow button or subscribe button or whatever. Go ahead and hit that. So Karine Jean-Pierre, she's, you know, quite possibly the worst secretary in the history of mankind. And when I say mankind, I, I mean, I mean men. No, I mean, I mean humans, but I wouldn't want this uh, lesbian press uh, secretary to be offended if I said mankind. Actually, I don't, I really don't give a damn if she's offended. Yesterday we heard from Speaker McCarthy multiple times, spoke multiple times in the morning, spoke multiple times after the meeting took place. We heard from the President very briefly during the meeting. For Americans that feel like they're not hearing from the President regularly, not hearing from the Vice President regularly, not hearing from Cabinet officials right now, where is the messaging from the White House on this beyond at this podium? Well, you've heard from the president multiple times over the weekend. You've heard from the president multiple times during the last five months. Uh, he has been very clear. You've heard from me. You've heard from others. We've had our economic team out there talking about this on your network, on other networks. Uh, and so we've been very clear for the past five months. I wouldn't just look at the last couple of days, the past five months consistently. Yes, they've been very clear consistently the last five months that they will not negotiate, that they will not talk to the Republicans, that they will not do this in a bipartisan nature, that they will not take it any way but their way. They've made it abundantly clear, okay? So one thing, she is right. It's true. For the last five months, they've made it very clear that they want to rule by edict and that they are the only voice that matters. Forgetting that they lost the House of Representatives, and that they're down in the polls so far that they can't even there's that they can't get out. 
McCarthy has said that the, the Republican caucus will stay. They will stay over the holiday weekend to hammer this out and make sure something gets done. What's Biden going to do? I bet Biden's probably going to Delaware to have another vacation because 40% of his presidency has been spent on a freaking vacation. He doesn't care. Like I said yesterday, Biden is a puppet, man. He's being led around by his nuts. They're probably sagging down to his knees by this point. And, and just, uh, it's not, this is not how you govern a nation. The American people have reason to be concerned, and the polls say that they are concerned. And when Ducey or another reporter brings that up to Karine Jean-Pierre, all she does is say, look, let me be clear. Or she says, you know, I really don't have anything on that right now. Or, you know, oh, well, I'm going to have to refer you to the Department of Justice because we don't comment on those things from the podium. I've got a clip, a 10-minute clip of, of Karine Jean-Pierre saying that, uh, well, I just don't have anything. Here's another quick clip from today's press briefing. You said today that negotiations are hard and they take time. Did the president wait too long to engage with the Republicans on the negotiations that he's in the middle of right now? The president has been engaging or trying to engage with Republicans for months now, for months. When was President Biden trying to engage with Republicans for months? For months now. Drop another quick one here. Is that at all a signal that House Democrats doubt the president's ability to lead the country to a solution here? Well, that's an extreme um, analysis or, or uh, uh, final kind Yeah, it is extreme because it's true. People are worried. And rightly so. The American people are concerned that Biden cannot lead this country. He's led us into a war. He's led us into endless spending. He's led us into the whole green energy scam and hasn't done anything for the working everyday American. Oh, just wait. It's a 10-year plan. The, the results are going to come at the end. Dude, a lot of people are going to be bankrupt and a lot of businesses are going to be out of business by the time your so-called benefits kick in. But hey, don't worry. You all have electric cars and gas stoves will be banned. So, you know, we got the important stuff taken care of. I'm glad that our energy is twice as much as it used to be when, it, you know, you are not, if you don't have cheap energy, Russia and China are going to, they're going to kick our ass. They're going to kick our ass in the world market financially and militarily if it ever comes to that because they have cheap energy and they know that that's what it takes to be a superpower in this world. Russia has oil. They have massive natural resources and they're friends with China. Once China takes over Taiwan, they're going to have control of the semiconductor market. And the U.S. will be sitting here not in control of semiconductors, not in control of our energy supply and be beholden and dependent on our two major adversaries. And that's because of Biden, 100%. Biden is continuing the destruction of this country. One policy, one failed policy, one failed maneuver, one failed speech, one failed attempt to leave the stage in the correct direction at a time. The guy is a complete loser, man. He, he is, uh, you know, he's, a, he's got Swiss cheese for brains. 
Mr. Zombie walking around. I wonder who the true puppet master is. You know, there's someone up there. You know, I don't think Obama, Obama is definitely part of it, but he is not, he's not the ultimate puppet master. Meanwhile, jeez. <laughs> the president has made it very clear that he would like to have a bipartisan resolution of this. Uh, he says that, knowing full well as I do, that the 14th Amendment is still there, and as President of the United States, he has some authority uh, to use it. No, he doesn't have the authority as presidency, as president, to use the Section 4 of the 14th Amendment. That's wrong. And where do you hear Biden talking about bipartisanship? Was it bipartisan when they all came out and said this? Was this bipartisan? We will not be uh, be doing any negotiation over the debt ceiling. The president's not been going to negotiate around the full faith and credit of the United States. We're not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. I don't know what there's much to negotiate on. We're not going to negotiate over uh, over, over avoiding default. Get America. Cards, but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended. That's not negotiable. He is not going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. I've said to the Republican leader, here's the deal. Take the debt limit, pass it like you did four, three times when Trump was president. We are not going to negotiate uh, over uh, the debt. And there you go. And it goes on. They all said it. They're not going to negotiate. They're not going. Does that sound like a bipartisanship uh, way to go about things, like that? Like that other douchebag said. And then you have, uh, oh man, and I hate to say, man, she's from she's from my state. It's... I think there would be a huge backlash from our entire uh, House Democratic, you know, caucus, certainly the progressives, but also in the streets. You know, I mean, I in think that this is. It's important that we don't take steps back from the very strong agenda that the president himself shepherded and led over the last two years. But if the president agrees to spending caps, or if he agrees to work requirements on certain social safety programs... It's going to be a problem. We do not legislate through the debt ceiling for this very week. Wait a minute. Did, did Did Jay Paul just call for violence in the streets? She thinks that there will be backlash in the streets? like she did in 2020. Is she calling for violence? That's what it sounded like to me. These people are radical. They're not serious people. They, have, they don't want bipartisanship. They don't even want to have two parties. They want just one party rule. That's been proven. And then AOC, man, honey, please, just go back to tending bar and collecting tips because you, you just, you're not qualified for what you're doing. You're in so far over your head. Go back to being a social media influencer, a bartender, you know, the little the little ditzy whatever it is that you used to be because um, you've got no business sitting there helping to run this country. And then finally, before we move on, there's this. So it's going to be difficult for President Biden to negotiate with somebody who has those type of uh, uh, legislative terrorists on their team, uh, and the 14th Amendment is an ace in the hole. So Representative, Representative Stephen Cohen from Tennessee just called Republican congresspeople terrorists. Why is everything so extreme with these people? 
Every single thing is a crisis. Every single thing is dramatic. Every single thing is, is the sky is falling and it's all the evil Republicans' fault. They're terrorists. They're white supremacists. They're bigots. They're racists. They're Nazis. They're really good at calling names. Look, I'm gonna, I laid it out yesterday. I'm going to lay it out one more time before we do move on. And that is the 14th Amendment is not an option. This is the section four of the 14th Amendment that talks about debt. This is the one that they keep bringing up. The one that even President Obama and his representatives said was not, the president could not legally use this as a way to increase the debt ceiling. But Biden doesn't care because now the Democrat Party has decided that they don't care about the rule of law. We're going to do whatever the hell we want anyway and then take us to court and maybe some will stick. You know, they're just throwing all the mud on the wall and seeing what sticks. The validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, not by edict, not by presidential order, not because Biden wants it to have authority to do so, by law. Who passes law in this country? Does the president pass laws in this country? No. Congress passes laws in this country. Period. Authorized by law, including debts incurred for payments of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion shall not be questioned. And I'm not going to read the rest of it. This whole thing was put in place after the Civil War to make sure that all the Civil War debts were paid off. And the American people feel the same. Most want a debt limit increase to include deficit reductions. We can't keep spending money that we don't have. Any more than a household can keep doing it when their credit cards are maxed out. Overall, 19% think that you should increase the debt limit without conditions. All right, 6% Republican, 34% Democrat, of course. Increase the debt limit only if lawmakers include reductions in the deficit. Overall, 63%. 71%, and this is Republican, and this is the telling one, 58% of Democrats think that reducing the deficit should be, should be part of the debt ceiling being increased. No, no you know, uh, don't increase the debt limit at all and let, let just everything fall where they will. Um, 16% overall, this is a surprising number too. But the, the thing is that overwhelmingly where bipartisanship lies is on the Republican side right now, is that the American people and voters think that the debt limit needs to be tied to reduce spending, and it should be. It should be. All right, we're going to jump into some little bit of weirdness today. Ladies, this one is for you, um, because apparently in order to be uh, empathetic and support transgenderism, dudes who who cut off their, their, their th- thing and... Uh, you know, put a fake other thing there. You, you gotta, you know, you gotta step it up, ladies. I'm just saying. Well, I'm not saying. This article is <laughs> Some women have a hole where their penis used to be. This is, this is real. This is, I'm, this is, this isn't satire. No, it seems like it. And can share microbiome with the colon, creating a distinct transitioning odor. Yes, there's a distinct odor to transitioning. When you cut off your penis and it's right next to your anus, why then you might get an odor that is unique to transgenderism and transitioning. And you ladies, you need to be aware of this. 
In solidarity with trans women, this month, you can make a difference by putting your olfactory systems to use while going number two when you're pooping, right? Yes, it's not a joke. We are sincerely asking all women to please spend more time smelling their poo during bathroom breaks and to critically examine many of our... <laughs> God, I, I just, I can't. This, okay. And it... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dude, all right? I'm laughing at poo. All right. Um, and to critically examine what many of our gender have to endure as part of the cost of bottom surgery. So part of the cost of cutting off our penises, we get this unique odor because our penis hole is next to our anus hole. Part of the cost of bottom surgery is time for, for us all to do the work to truly empathize with the sights, sounds, and smells endured by every member of our large and beautiful gender community, including those with distinct transitioning odors. There you have it, ladies. Make sure you sniff that poo so that you can empathize with the dudes who have a hole where their penis used to be. <sighs> All right. Back to more serious topics. If there is anything serious in the news right now, um, really. The White House had a uh, little incident. A dude in a U-Haul truck, <laughs> for whatever reason, thought he was going to ram through the, the, these ballers. I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever been around the White House, but all the roads, they're, they're protected, obviously. Um, not just by, not just by you know, Capitol Police and by Secret Service, but also by ballers. You, you can't just drive in there. I mean, there's big steel ballers that come out of the ground. Nothing's going to get through there uh, except a tank, right? Apparently, this guy thought this U-Haul was equivalent to a tank because this is what he attempted. Check it out. <laughs> he, he went back and forth several times uh, trying to um, smash through there. And you know it didn't work, of course. But when they, when they, when the police finally stopped him and they finally got to him, this is what they got. And this is—I'm going to tie this all together. Okay, just follow this series, the sequence of events that I go through. Check this out. Has been cleared for explosives. Reuters later captured this image that shows a Nazi flag and backpack being removed from the truck. Okay, oh, wow, that's handy that they found a Nazi flag and laid it out on the ground right there just for the media to zoom in on. Remember the other time that they put stuff out just for the media to really get a good look at? It seems like whenever they they, they try to, I mean, your psyops have got to be better than this, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just show you why here in a second. Here's a longer video of the police searching. This It's an empty truck. It's an empty U-Haul, but somehow... There was a there was a Nazi flag in there, and they made sure to spread it out on the ground. So you've got the Nazi flag, what looks like a uh, backpack that the guy probably had. They're pulling some other stuff out of there, an evidence bag of full of stuff. Uh, now they're now they're rolling up the flag and taking it away. But they made sure to leave it all spread out, nice and neat on the ground, for the media to get a good picture of this Nazi flag. So the implication would be that this is a white, this is another example of, of the, the greatest threat 
The greatest domestic threat to our country is white supremacy terrorism. Right? That's what they keep telling us. But man, their psyops have gotten really, really bad because <laughs> this was the report on, on uh, is this CNN? She's I don't even, yeah, uh, News Center. Check, a man CNN. is Check. under arrest this morning for crashing a U-Haul into barriers right in front of the White House. And we are getting chilling new details about what he appeared to have chilling. with him. Chilling Officials new say that at about 10 p.m., the truck drove into security barriers on the north side of Lafayette Square at 16th Street. You can see that is right next to the White House grounds. The Secret Service says no one was injured in the incident. Bomb technicians searched the truck, but we are told no explosives were found. What was found? A flag that appears to show a swastika. Look at that. Also a black backpack and a roll of duct tape. The driver of the truck was arrested on multiple charges, assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, destruction of federal property trespassing, and most ominously, threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on a president, vice president, <laughs> or family member. CNN's Brian Todd is right next to the crash site. Brian, I understand there is now a name to go with this suspect. That's right, John. This coming to us from the U.S. Park Police just moments ago. They have released the name of the suspect. He is identified as, uh, we believe his name is pronounced Sai, S-A-I is the first name, Sai Varshith Kandula. Sai Varshith Kandula. So here's your, here, here's a picture of the dude. There's your white supremacist who had the Nazi flag that they're trying to infer. Oh, and, and, and the most ominous part of all is... They found a flag with a swastika. Okay, look, everything about this is, is horrible. I mean, <laughs> people crashing in the gates of the White House, Nazism, it's all it's all bad stuff, right? It's not it's not good at all. But man, this has <laughs> has I bet I, I wonder if I could get 50 conservatives to sign off on this. Hey, this has all the earmarks of a uh democratic <laughs> misinformation campaign. <laughs> because they, they throw out the flag, they spread it out on the ground. Oh, it's trying to kidnap or kill the first family or the, or the president or whoever. And, oh, look it, he just happened to have a swastika flag. But does, does that dude look like a white supremacist to you? He doesn't look like one to me. He is in the country legally, from what I've been able to understand. But his name is uh, Sai Varshith Kandula. And, of course, the... Uh, I mean, here's the other. Remember in Brownsville, the guy who ran over the immigrants, sadly killing seven of them in Brownsville, Texas? Another, this is a Hispanic dude. Another person they called a white supremacist. So apparently all the white supremacists out there aren't actually white. They are of, of people of color <laughs> with, with foreign uh, ancestry. And people, God, I love you. You come out with some of the coolest uh, memes, and they come out so fast. This is the one. These FBI dudes, obviously feds, uh, and the, you know this. The original picture was taken at a park or something like that, maybe a picnic or whatever. But it's become pretty infamous, and it gets photoshopped into all sorts of things. Uh, I love this meme. I wish I had thought of it. Uh, my meme game is kind of low right now. I haven't been. I, I used to do some memes 
pretty regularly, but I just, it's, it's one of those things that either, you know, you, you snap into and you can do it right away while something is relevant and it's hot, um, or, or you just don't. And, and lately I've been focusing on other things that don't. This one was pretty good too. We deserve better psyops. I agree. I agree, John Lennon. That's not John Lennon. Looks like got the round glasses and all that. Some hippie dude. But anyway, I agree. We do need better psyops because they're not even trying anymore. They're not even trying. You got an empty U-Haul truck that hits the bollards <clears throat> that access the Capitol on one of the roads in Lafayette Square. You have, uh, happens to have a, a Nazi flag that gets laid out on the ground conveniently right in plain sight for the media to make sure they get really good pictures of it. And then they pull out a dude named Sai Farshith Kandula. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, man. Well, I mean, they can make it up because I, th I think it is made up. I think this is another one of those. Uh, again, it's a fail psyop, man. They, in my opinion, it's an opinion show. And it's my show, so I can express my opinion. And it's on Rumble, so I can say it. I can say it however I want to. So uh, moving right along, we're going we're gonna to wrap things up probably pretty early today here, I think. But... Um, Target. Target has been under Target because they decided that it would be a good idea for some reason to have a large section right in the front of their stores of trans and, and queer stuff because the majority of people uh, identify as that, right? No, no, it's a minority. And, but they thought it'd be a good idea, including uh, kids wear that has uh, disturbing stuff on it, that has uh, kids' swimsuits that are tuck-friendly, uh, kids' swimsuits that, are, uh, that bind lightly. And binding means, you know, women wear these binders on their breasts so that they don't look like women because they're, they're embarrassed or ashamed or, you know, they, they're disgusted with themselves. Basically, they've got really shitty body image. They hate themselves. They've got mental issues going on. And so they try to destroy everything that they are physically hoping that that will change their mental outlook. And it never does. It never does. Here's a, someone made this video. They, they visited a target and this is what they found. We're at Target right now, and there's a lot of controversy going on about all of the Pride stuff that's coming out with kids' clothes and things like that. So we're going to go to the kids' section, and we're actually going to see if they're putting weird, creepy, uncomfy stuff on children's clothing. Okay, this is the child section. This is literally the kids' section. I'm next to a literal onesie that says whatever the hell that means. We have glad you came out and I'm so happy that you're queer in the kids section. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, but pride and toddler don't belong in the same sentence. So I found an extra small swimsuit in the child section, it says light binding effect on it. And then the bottoms in the kids section, keep in mind, say tuck friendly construction they're giving it to your kids if that doesn't give you a reason to boycott target i don't know what does but this shit's getting out of hand they're targeting children whether you like it or not and it's time that people actually do something about it because if they don't then guess what 
That shit won't just be in Target. It'll be in every store ever. I agree with everything in that video 100% except for the fact that it was on TikTok. Now, <clears throat> she's right, though. What does uh, queer pride and tucking and binding have to do with toddlers? You know, look, if these people, I don't, I don't agree with it. But if they want to be gay or trans or dudes want to dress as people or they want to mutilate their bodies as adults, um, you know, I don't, I don't think that they should. But why their fascination with children all of a sudden? This is a relatively new thing. Okay, drag shows aren't new. Transgenderism is not really all that new, although it's becoming more prevalent in younger people because it's the, it's the cool in-crowd thing to do. Being gay is certainly not new. But the, 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 the obsession and fascination of those communities and then the corporate part of America to market and go after children is sick. It's depraved. It's evil. It's wrong. And if you don't think so, you might want to take a closer look at yourself. Let the kids be kids. If they want to, if girls want to be tomboys, great man. If boys want to play with Barbie dolls, cool. If they want to put on mom's high heel shoes and walk around the house because it's fun and funny because they love their mother and so they want to try that, that's fine. It's normal, in fact. It doesn't mean that, oh, my boy needs to be a girl or, oh, my tom girl, my tomboy girl needs to be a boy. That's not what it means at all. They're just doing what children have done for thousands of years. Be kids. Let them be kids. Let them grow up. Let them go through the trials and tribulations that they need to to become functional, responsible adults in society. Pandering to them and babying to them and letting them mutilate their bodies and pretend that they are things that they aren't to the extent that they are, that's, that's just not right. And, uh, you know, you can say what you want. Target's getting a little bit of backlash because this is getting much more attention than they probably thought it would or that they want it to, much like Bud Light. So they've called an emergency meeting, and check this out. Target holds emergency meeting over LGBTQ merchandise in some stores to avoid Bud Light situation. So they're trying to, they don't want it to turn out, they saw what happened to Bud Light. And Target's like going, oh shit. All right, so I'm gonna tell you, boycott Target. I'm gonna say that right now. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna extrapolate on that a little bit more after, after this little story. A Target insider, so this, was, this is somebody who, who works with Target uh, early in the article talked about it, and but they couldn't be identified. A Target insider said there were emergency calls on Friday, and some managers and district senior directors were told to tamp down the pride sections immediately. Okay? We were given 36 hours, told to take all of our pride stuff, the entire section, and move it into a section that is a third of the size from the front of the store to the back of the store. You can't have anything on mannequins and no large signage. The Target Insider said, we call our customers guests. There's outrage on their part. 
This year is just exponentially more than any other year. The Target Insider continued. I think given the current situation with Bud Light, the company is terrified of a Bud Light situation. They should be. I'll tell you what, make it happen. We forced Bud Light to make changes in their marketing programs. They're having to buy back beer that's left sitting on shelves and has expired its date. They're having to spend millions of dollars on new ad campaigns to try to correct the ridiculousness that they created themselves because of the backlash from patriots and conservatives. And not even that, a lot of independents and Democrats too thought that went too far. And so that just shows you that we do have the power to affect change, that the conservative America First movement does have the ability to affect change in a very real and large way. Corporate America, keep in mind, the people running these companies have been, they've gone through the indoctrination machine for their entire education. And we're now seeing what happens when these people become executives at large corporations. And they've lived in this bubble their whole life. They think that everybody thinks like they do. They're spoiled little shits and they think they can do whatever they want. The VP of uh, marketing at Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch, prime example. So the way you fight back against that is to let them know that, you know what? Your little bubble, your little mind that went through the indoctrination machine of public education and university system is not the majority of America. It's not the heartland of America. It's not the soul of America. And the way you make them understand that is through your pocketbook. So I love that. I love that Target is responding and reacting. I love that Anheuser-Busch has been forced to respond and react because it gives me hope, gives me faith. It gives me belief that we can, in fact, as I said, affect change Make ourselves heard. There's lots of ways to make yourself heard. Democrats like to scream and yell at the sky and bark like dogs and go into legislature buildings and, and, and scream and, and be noisy. But the pocketbook is much more powerful and longer lasting. It'll be a while before Anheuser-Busch decides to do something like that again. Right? I could do a whole show on this. In fact, I think I'm going to because I've done I've done some episodes in the past, and the fat again. This is the the destruction of the childhood of of Americans. Whether it's uh, you know making sure you know having them transition, becoming you know mutilated in their bodies, or whether it's just making sure they're never born to begin with. Minnesota legislature passes bill allowing infanticide, revoking care for babies who survive abortion. So not only this bill has, not only has it passed that allows abortions up to birth, it now says that if a botched abortion, if a baby is born, if it comes out of the mother's, if it comes out of the mother alive, that the doctors cannot, not just not, they're not required to, they cannot provide medical care or life-saving treatments on the living baby. And under, what, what is the difference? You know, a, a, a baby's viable. When is it a human? And, and the, the whole 
people who want to kill baby crowd, the, the liberals, the, the extreme commie Democrats, they can never answer that. It's a, a six-month baby inside the mother's womb that can live outside of the womb. Why is it not alive when it's inside? It's only alive when it comes outside. It's still alive. Oh, it's such a clump of cells. So are you. You're a clump of cells too. There are so many alternatives. In fact, there's 19 different types of birth control. How about you? Probably more than that. How about you exercise some responsibility when you're engaging in adult activities? Very few pregnancies. I've got statistics on that too that I'm going to pull up. I'm going to do a whole show on this here in the next week. This, this, the number of, of pregnancies that are a result of incest, rape, horrible things is extremely small. The vast majority of abortions are done as an oopsie sort of birth control. It's just a fact. I didn't, I'm not making up the numbers. And, um, and of those, they could almost all be avoided if people simply exercise a little personal responsibility and, and used a contraceptive or two. But they don't, they don't feel the need to because, oh, well, if I get pregnant, I could just take a pill or I could just get an abortion. So they don't need to exercise responsibility up front because that's been, that's been taken, you know, it's not necessary. They can just wait. And then if it does happen, then they can take care of it after the fact. That's, that's crap. That's crap, crap, crap. Fox News is not your friend. I think that we know that now. Fox News employees are allowed. This came out of a, a released handbook. It's been out for a while, January 2021. But it's just now starting to get out there more as the topics become more hot and as information becomes more available. Fox News employees are allowed to use bathrooms that align with their gender identity rather than their biological sex and permitted to dress in alignment with their preferred gender. They must also address their preferred, must also address their preferred name and pronouns in the workplace, the outlet reported on Monday. Just a few of the policies outlined in the company's handbook dated January 2021. Uh, they also offer employees workspace transitioning plan. What is a workspace transitioning plan? According to their handbook, under the category gender transition, Fox's employee handbook promises that the company is dedicated to expanding and strengthening efforts to sustain a more inclusive work environment. The Fox employee handbook is posted on Workday, their internal uh, website thing where employees can see company guidelines or policies a former employee told the Daily Signal. Look, inclusivity, by providing your inclusivity for an extreme minority, you're excluding everybody else who disagrees with men going to the ladies' room, where women are going to the bathroom and have an expectation of privacy personally. They don't want men walking around in there with, with penises, using their toilets, listening to them do their business. Being exposed to, to possible sexual assault or harassment or exposure to men's genitalia. Don't they have some expectation of privacy when you go into the bathroom? I mean, that's something that we've all kind of had, right? 
I don't want women coming into the men's room. And I don't think women want men coming in there either. And they shouldn't. They should not. I think that's all I got for you today. I had a couple more things I was going to try to get to, but I, I don't see the time left on the clock to do it to do it justice. But here's what I am going to do. I am going to do a show on the topic of pro-choice, pro-life, abortions, contraceptive, and that sort of thing. I'm, in fact, I might dig that up and do some pull my notes out from previous shows to do that because it's a really uh, important topic to me. It is one that I'm passionate about. It's one that I think is I can debate very well. And I want to bring that up again as more and more states uh, seem to be going in opposite directions. A lot of states are banning abortions after a certain time frame. Others are saying, nope, you can have abortion up to birth. And it's, the, it's, it's a continuing divorce of America and it's happening slowly. It's happening on a wide range of topics. But it is happening, and it's happening along state lines primarily. You can you could divide the states up and, and see which are which pretty easily. It's becoming easier all the time. Anyway, I'll do that, and and I, I am gonna um, I'm gonna throw out one more thing here. Uh, make sure to go to JoeCampForCongress.com/slash/gates. There's an event in Washington State. If you're in Washington State on July first, down in at Lake Taps at a private residence where you can. Uh, go to a fundraiser. Yes, it costs money. That's what a fundraiser is. Some people give me crap about that. Oh, here's the details, man. It costs money. Of course it costs money. It's a fundraiser. It's a campaign contribution, all right? But in, in exchange, you get to have a really cool day. You get to uh, donate to the cause through your uh, entrance fee, and you get to meet and chat with and shake the hand and get pictures with Matt Gates and Joe Kent for Congress. District 3 here in Washington State. Anyway, check it out. Thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on Renegade Radio, make sure to uh, check me out on the podcast channels at The Nun Report. So, because like if you can't tune into the video, I'm on all, I'm on Apple, I'm on Spotify, I'm on uh, Amazon, Google, all the podcast channels at The Nun Report. Again, the videos are all up on rumble.com slash the nun report. Please make sure to follow or subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. It's free. All right. But it helps. It helps. It helps. So please do. And um, just go to my website, the nun report.com. You can link into everything right there. I'm on all the socials at the nun report, except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.